Uh, one thing after another. Uh, recording this, 4.58 p.m. on June 30th, 2022, Eastern. Well, I guess, you know, the date isn't really Eastern, it's universal, but the time is Eastern. And, uh, speaking of Eastern, uh, looking to my east when I was walking home, uh, it's been an eventful 10 days. I haven't recorded a pod in over a week and a half, essentially. Well, not a week and a half, but yeah, actually probably a week and a half. Because your boy's car was in the shop. And as a result, your boy had to walk to work and home for nine to ten straight days. Um, which was all fine until the last day that I had to walk. Late at night, walking home. And close to where I live, there's this little boulevard area. And you know, this little boulevard area has a bunch of warehouses, as a Kroger. It's just basically, it's a lot of warehouses. Um, we all know, it's like every city has one of those. So I'm walking home, probably about midnight-ish. And as I'm walking, um, I see this thing strolling just casually in the middle of the street. It just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, and at first I'm like, wow, that's a pretty, uh, who let the dogs out? And, uh, boy, when I realized it was a coyote, oh, the coyote got ugly. (laughs) Um, so yeah, as I was walking, it was probably at least 20 feet ahead of me. I, I, I don't know what to do when you see wild animals in person. And it was just me. No cars, just me. And it's strolling, and it's like looking with his tongue out a little bit. It kind of reminds me of the Lion King with the hyenas, you know, with all the singing. Who gonna be king? And I was the king of being a pussy in the moment. Um, <laughs> but um, as I was walking, and I stop in my track, I literally turn side. I basically do what you hear about when you see a bear, and they say, oh, you know, they're actually, these animals, they're more scared of you than you are of them. It's like, you know what? I call it bullshit. Because you should have felt what I felt in that moment. There's no way that coyote was more scared of me than I was of him. Now, luckily, at least I think, I don't think he saw me. Because I stopped and stayed still. And he just kept walking and walking, looking side to side. I got to give the coyotes credit. They, they actually check they actually check more for cars and things than actual humans that you see these days. They actually look both ways and they constantly look back and forth. They're the most pedestrians who feel entitled. I, I appreciate the... That's why you don't see coyotes getting hit. You don't see many dead coyotes on the fucking street. Because you know what? <laughs> they they got to keep their head on a swivel. They got to pivot. And uh, But when I was sitting, I was sitting still. And I'm not... I didn't move for like... 40 seconds. It felt like 18 fucking minutes. Because I'm like, my heart's beating. Uh, feeling your heart beat. I'm like, uh, the new abortion bill. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, uh, he was just, uh, rowing the wave of the road. Uh, that was bad. But yeah, um, it's this coyote just walking. And I stood still. And that whole notion, they're scared of you more than them. There's no way. Because I was scared as fuck. Uh, you know, this whole notion that these animals are more scared of you. I, I feel like that's just a mechanism to make people feel like actual more uh, empathetic towards animals. as a way to connect. Because you know what? They're, they're just more, uh, you know, they're God's creatures like us. It's like, yeah, you know what, man. Some, I'm not saying coyotes, but you know what? Some... Some some things were just made to be nuisances, all right? I know people's like, well, actually, you know, mosquitoes, they actually kill this, and roaches, it's like, you know what? And they're just some pointless animals, insects, and humans, I guess, to a certain extent. It's funny, like, all humans matter until, uh, you know, you need to have the baby. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird how people actually have more empathy and they feel more sad when they see a dead animal on the road, but not when, you know, um, their best friend kills their baby. 
I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. I'm just saying I find it pretty. Like, you really think the coyote, you really think when the coyote, when it sees a human get run over by a truck, is sitting there like, oh my God. Compared to when a coyote, compared when, you know, a, a peer coyote gets run over by a truck. I'm pretty sure when the peer coyote gets run by a truck, they're like, ah. When they see a human, they're not like, oh my God. They're like, damn. Uh, but yeah, no, I was scared as fuck. I was scared shitless. I stood still and I was like, if it starts charging, I don't even know what to do. Cause you know what? I was shirtless. So if it would have bit me, it would have went right straight through the skin, straight through the foreskin. And I am for skin, uh, circumcision. Um, but yeah, it was scary shit. Uh, and, uh, I think it's fair to say the coyote, it just kept going across and it just went into this random truck area warehouse. Luckily no one was working and I'm just like, Oh, that's how this shit goes. Maybe it saw me. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it's just like, damn, shit's sad for you. Uh, but yeah. Welcome to episode 155 of the Often Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I am your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties and watch out for the coyotes out there. Um, my feet are swell. No, that's not a foot fetish. No, like literally my feet are swollen like a motherfucker for walking 10 straight days, seven to eight miles a fucking day. And I even wore two pairs of socks. You know, I I, I feel for people that, have to, you know, look, I used to have to walk to work and shit, but I don't know. Maybe I have better feet. Maybe I have better shoes, better socks. I don't know. But this time around, it was cool for a while. It was fun. You know, I had a little fling with the road. With my shoes. And after a while. You know. Shit got old. It got tired of my shit. It got tired of. You know. Me putting the heel down first. And. uh, At a certain point. I really thought. I was going to bob my. Achilles heel. (laughs) Oh. Let that heel in your ears. Oh. Wheeling and dealing. And. My car was. Wheeling in the shop. For fucking 10 straight days. Just for some. Fucking broken wires. Nothing crazy. My car just wouldn't start, so I got it towed, thinking like, all right, couple days, whatever they got to do, they got to do, find out, quick fix, whatever. It took them um, a miscommunication, apparently, of, hey, hey, your car starts. It's like, that's interesting, because when I got towed, it didn't, but okay, so I went up there, and it started, but nothing on the dashboard, and then I was, made a dash back to them, like, hey. Yeah, but there's nothing on the dashboard. I can't see how fast I'm driving. can't see how much gas I have. I can't see anything of importance. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll look more into it. I'm like, ah, okay. Then they happen to not be open on the weekends. So that was another couple days. Couldn't even get a look at it. So next week comes. They're like, hey, so we got it started. And I'm like, okay. Is the stuff on the dashboard good? They're like, uh, yeah, it should be. I'm like, well, is it? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, well, how about you see what the fuck is going on? And they finally got to it, found some broken wires, did diagnostic, whatever. It was only a couple hundred bucks to get whatever fix. It's not even about the money. It was just the fact that 10 fucking days without my vehicle. But I'll tell you what I learned. Um, my feet hurt like a motherfucker. I could barely walk. I can barely walk this way. And I probably accumulate over the 70 miles of walking. Um, I got a nice tan. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you another thing, though. I... I as I was, you know, I had a lot of time to think to myself, you know, walking a couple hours a day to and from work. There, there was a point in time where I'm, I was kind of glad 
I I didn't that it took so long to get my car fixed that they were just procrastinating, whatever. They're like, ah, you know, who cares? Fuck this guy. It's like, yeah, fuck me. Uh, there were part there were points in time where I was actually kind of glad I didn't have a vehicle. As weird as that fucking sounds. Now I say this, I'm in reasonable walking distance. Like it's not like a four hour walk. It's like an hour fifteen whatever minute walk. But there were times. Where I was actually like, you know what? This is actually a good thing. Because sometimes you, you get a little, I don't want to say the word complacent, but you do get a little just like you're used to having a reasonable means to do simple shit. And you kind of take things for granted without realizing it. And it was kind of like a nice reset, like getting back to the basics. And as I had all this time to myself, I'm like, what's a great analogy for this? So, I came up. This is like having my car in the shop and not wanting to have the responsibility of what comes with having a vehicle that you are required to pay monthly payments for and insurance and keep up to date and maintenance and make sure it's well fed with gas. It's kind of like a... It's kind of like a dad who's required to be there for his child. It's kind of like child support. The car payment is child support until like six, seven years that you pay it off, except for child support. Multiply that by three. Um, The insurance is just like, hey, you know, we should get this kid some health insurance just in case, you know, shit hits the fan. He's probably not going to actually need it for years, you know, if we keep him well fed. And then the gas is just like, hey, you know, we got to feed him. We got to, you know, got to do what we got to do. You know, make sure he's alive, kind of like you would with the vehicle. Make sure he doesn't break down, you know. And I, I, felt, I felt like a person, I felt like a dad who just didn't want to be there for his baby. Didn't want to be there for his child. I was like, yeah, you know, I just like put him in a... 24-hour daycare, a very expensive 24-hour daycare for like 10 days. That would be like probably thousands of dollars, by the way. Don't do that if you don't have to. Um, Daycare is really fucking expensive. And uh, I guess I just got a pretty good deal. It was just basically like an excuse to not have to worry about something. It was like, ah, you know, I guess I'll see him this weekend. It's like, ah, well, eh. He's out with the he's out with his friends. He went to some party with some kids at school. He got invited to Chuck E. Cheese. Ah, the mom took eyes ah, with his grandma. What are you gonna do? Ah, I'll get to him when I get to him. And I didn't feel really a need to check up on it. I only checked out every couple of days, like, hey, you guys have an update? When they'd be like, Yeah, um, we're not sure. We're gonna try to get a look at it. We're a little backed up. And I'm like, Yeah, no problem. I'll just go get a pizza. Um <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm in no rush, you know. Not like I'm burning my shoulders out here. Uh, And it was kind of like a... It was nice to actually not be responsible for something. Even though I technically am. It's all under my name, my credit, and everything. If it, like, completely fucks up, it's on me. But the point is, is that... It was nice to know what it feels like to be a deadbeat. And I was a deadbeat to my car because it could not it, it could not even skip a beat because it didn't it couldn't even get on beat <laughs> you turn the ignition and it was a uh, fresh out of the kitchen <laughs> because uh you know it was not even overheating it, it, the stove wouldn't even turn on um so yeah it was nice it was kind of nice but let me tell you what man having the car back it's it's awesome I get to go back to the gym. I actually have a workout regimen. Speaking of working out regimen, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll also tell you another thing. A added benefit that I never realized. I've lived where I live in the same complex for approximately two plus three years, and I've never been to the gym they have by the pool area. Now I'll tell you why. Because typically I assume that the gym. At these apartment complexes are like the ones at the bullshit sleep in. Where it's just like two ellipticals, a treadmill. And like they'll have like some, I don't know, some bullshit, you know, dumbass shake weight 
stuff. Like, they, they don't have an actual workout room. It's just like a room with a fan. They have a TV on the HGTV, a couple treadmills and elliptical. But there's not really much lift or nothing. And I'll tell you what. I was like, man, like doing these push-ups every day, doing these body weight shit in my room, like it was cool for a while, but I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to lose my gains. I worked so hard to get my body words at. Like I need to find a way to just maintain, at least keep it at a level until I'm able to get back in the gym and fully maximize. So I was like, fuck it. I want to see what we got going here. So I went to the gym and I was slightly surprised. They had advanced treadmills, they had bikes and ellipticals and all that shit. But they also had a cable cord section. They had a kettlebell area. They had some resistant bands, even though I have resistant bands. But they had a cable cord section and a pull-up area, a pull-down, a low bar inverter row, a chest press, a bicep curl, all this shit. Like, I was like, wow, they actually got at least a okay setup to justify the 870 bucks I pay a month to live in a, you know, insect-infested place. But hey, you know what? You get what you pay for. I assume the gym membership is like 90 bucks. I'm pretty sure if you look in the included fees, when you look in those included fees for your, what you pay in rent for places, you're surprised. Like, fuck you. Like, you're just throwing shit in here. It's like, you know, for the advanced blinds, 35 bucks, it's like, uh, it doesn't even it doesn't even blind out you know the spiders I see outside, um, but uh, it was a nice like oh I would have never found this out if I wasn't forced if my hand wasn't forced and that's why I learned I need to stop letting my hand be forced down her panties, um, <laughs> but um. I'll tell you a negative, though, that happened. I left my workout shaker. Yes, my workout anytime shaker that I never actually paid for. I got as a free souvenir for paying for a $300 fucking dollar program that basically, you know... By the way, these workout programs at these gyms are fucking scams. They're like, oh, well, we only have 30 minutes to give you to do these TRX work... And they do these, come on guys, Zumba, and all this shit. Like, there's not actually any lifting, losing weight. It's like, you can lose weight and cut fat in 25 minutes a day. It's like, I mean, I guess you can. But, you know what you can cut more fat at? 45 minutes, an hour. Um, It's like, no, but pay for us to go in this room so we can jump in place and, you know... Uh, just do sprints on a fucking treadmill for 45 seconds. Like, this is cool, except when you you don't need to charge 200 bucks for you to tell me to do basic shit that honestly doesn't really advance your progression level. But whatever. You live and you learn uh, what you do for love for the ladies. Um, But yeah. So, but hey, I got a free workout souvenir. Oh, you know, shaker. But, so I don't actually now think, do I even have a right to be mad for what I'm about to say? My fucking apartment complex, because I left it outside the gate one night, coming home from work. They threw it the fuck away. Because I woke up, and I'm like, I was looking for my workout shaker to mix my shit in. And I couldn't find it, and I started doing the math like, wait a minute. I fucking left it outside the gate. So I go outside the gate and it's not there. So I go to the front leasing office of like, hey, have you, did you guys, they want to return this to you guys? Or when the maintenance guy, the people that clean, you know, their job and stuff, they clean the area, even though half the time they're still dog shit. And, you know, it's funny how they don't, they don't clean the fucking KFC cups that are just hanging around the grass or the dog shit, or the people's trash bags are just scoundreling around. But hey, this workout cup that someone obviously paid decent money for, that's an actual thing that's replenishable, reusable, and is actually worth the goddamn shit, that's worth more than some of the people's fucking socks and shoes that they wear around here. 
Did you guys happen to see that when you came to work this morning? Someone happened to return it? I don't know, maybe the coyote came. And it's like, got it, bitch. Uh, has a nice handle. Because, uh, you know, once it goes in my body, it's too much to handle. Uh, and she's like, well, chances are uh, the maintenance person. She also had a slight attitude. Fuck that bitch. I think it's Angie. Oh, Angie, you're on my list of bitches I want to crank that pussy. Um, but she said, oh, well, if they saw it, uh, the maintenance people, they probably just threw it away. I was like, oh, they threw that away. Oh, but, but they didn't throw the actual fucking trash can by the fucking tennis court. They didn't throw that away. They didn't throw the trash or the people that hang out by the pool at 1 a.m., even though technically not. I don't care if people hang out by the pool. But all the trash and shit they leave, they didn't throw that shit away, though, huh? But this fucking workout cup, this plastic workout cup. Not plastic, it's probably like slight metal and shit. It has a label. It looks actually more high quality. It shakes pretty well. And you guys throw that fucking away? Oh, okay. So the complex threw my shaker away, huh? I know you want me to just shake it off. Um, but I just can't. It didn't sit right with me. Your boy was already... <laughs> still waiting for my vehicle. Walking to work every day. The bottom of my feet are swollen like a motherfucker. Things are not swell. And I'm like, damn. One thing after another. And it's also my work drinking... Because it's plastic, it's sturdy, it's easy to carry. But no, you know what's not easy to carry? The fucking pain in the asses from these motherfuckers. The justification that you can throw my shit away. But then I literally walk outside my fucking door, go down the steps, and I see like a dead little squirrel just have a thousand fucking ants running a train on it. But my cup is such an inconvenience where you're like, this has got to be thrown away. Like, fuck you. That's all I, you know. Ah. Uh. That bitch I got tanned. Like, I got really tanned. Natural tan. Not like that weird, hey, I just got a membership at Planet Fitness. And I'm going to abuse the tanning bed. Like, Three times a week type of shit. Like, no, I, I got natural tan. And I forgot, like, damn. I'm the tan man, Superman. Uh, and I also made an impulse decision. Here's also the problem. You, uh, the first day you get something back, whether it's your kid, um, <laughs> your car, you kind of go on a, you kind of go on a, uh, spending binge. And I didn't go on a binge. But since, you know, the irresponsibility of someone throwing away my free shaker I got three years ago. I had to go buy another shaker. So where did I go? Went to the vitamin shop. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a shaker. I had to go work out. Things are getting back in the routine. I have a day off. And I'm going to enjoy the fucking day off. And I went and got a shaker. And on the way out, here's the problem with these stores, man. They get you. You're just walking around, you're walking past it, you're like, you know, what is this way isolate? I know what way isolate is, because part of the, remember that workout program through the bullshit gym back in the day I work out anytime? Yeah, they used to make it like, oh, you, a part of this program is you gotta spend 30 bucks and get this way isolate. You gotta get this. You gotta go and get this HelloFresh program. You gotta eat bison. You gotta eat this and veggies and fruit at every 15 times a day. It's like, do you guys just have a deal with the fucking grocery store and these fucking companies to buy these specific isopure bullshit? It's like, you're asking me to spend 90 bucks just on powders a month. Plus, I have to pay for the food, which costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. Plus, I'm paying you guys... For the workout program, when, honestly, you guys show up late, it's 25 and 30 minutes, like, you guys don't have more than 30 minutes to fucking give me, and it wasn't even that intense, it was only intense because I was out of shape, now, now I'd be like, what the fuck is this, I understand you're supposed to provide motivation, but you weren't like David Goggins motivation out here, you're just like, come on, you got it in ya, it's like, yeah, I know I got it in me. And you're not getting it out of me. 
Alright? Get it out of me. Uh, but, on the way out, when I was at the vitamin shop, this has just become the diary podcast, but hey, it's been a week. Give me, getting back in the pot and shape. On the way out, I was a uh, Hey, on the way out, 25 show, check the payout. And this whey isolate protein cost 35 bucks, but I saw the flavor and I had to do them. It was apple cinnamon cereal. And I was like, damn, your boys are going out to get apple jacked. Oh, I found it interesting. They put the picture of apple jacks, like the orange and green circle loops of the apple jacks. But yet they put appled cinnamon cereal. It's like, come on, we know what the fuck you're doing. And let me tell you what it tastes like. It tastes like Apple Jacks. If I'm Apple Jacks, I'm I'm jacking a lawsuit to you. And say, huh, you be the apple of my iPod. <laughs> uh, that didn't even make sense. But you get, yeah, I don't know. A little out of it. But yeah. And it tastes like Apple Jacks. And the audacity. And they got me. 15 bucks for this fucking bullshit shaker. 30 for the isolate. And I just spent 54 bucks. That's how they get you. All because I had my car to do it. And all because some asshole fucking stole my shaker. Or threw it away. So... If he didn't steal the shaker, I probably don't even go to vitamin shop and like try to convince myself like, you know what? I need more protein. I want to see if the protein powder actually does shit. Because I've never been a big protein or creatine guy. The most I've ever really done is like pre-workout. And, you know, I only did the protein powder for that workout program that ended up being useless because I wasn't motivated to be honest. So that's on me. Uh, But... Now, with my routine and shit, like, I want to see the benefits of being on protein powder. When you're actually doing shit to make protein powder worthwhile. So, yeah, I guess uh, we about to see what goes on there. Uh, So, now that we're 27 minutes in, enough of me. Um, alright, let's talk about the elephant in the room, as I've probably kind of alluded to earlier a few times. (laughs) Uh, so, obviously the Roe v. Wade has been overturned, even though, if you actually look into the history of, uh, I, I found a lot of this out in the past couple weeks, the Roe v. Wade... Abortion is typically was actually created um, to, it was ironically, abortion was created by men. The laws were created by men. Feminism is actually a men-driven thing that men actually wanted. So they didn't, as I joked about my car being the child that I didn't want to deal with, it was kind of excuse to kind of bring out the shittiest parts of men to justify shitty aspects. And when you hear about, and when you hear about Planned Parenthood is actually built and essentially infiltrated by men, funded by men, it wasn't really a woman empowering thing. Isn't, it's kind of interesting when you break it down. But anyways, the Roe v. Wade being overturned, basically abortion is state by state. It doesn't mean technically that abortion can't be a thing. It's just now it's not worldwide. It's not nationwide where technically you have legal right to do it. But it's a very, it's very, uh, it could be very specific parts where it's more accepting than others and shit like that, where it's basically legal nationwide, but you gotta, gotta be careful where you go about and do it. Where now it's state by state and a lot of states are like, yeah, fuck that nationwide. We have to let you have it. 
It's not happening here. It's not happening here. But there's still states where you have to do it, where you can do it, I should say, and it's less and less. And, like, I don't think it really changes a whole lot more than before because people were traveling out of state to get it done before if they didn't have clinics in their state that did it. So, in terms of that, now maybe you have to drive a little farther, maybe. But, you know, if you're going to go that route anyways... If you're looking for, as fucked up as it sounds, cost effectiveness to not have a child or have a child, you're still saving money in the long run. Not that I look at children like that, but I understand why people do it. And and I'll say this, right? And I think it, my personal opinion and my opinion about this has evolved over time. And I'm not ashamed to admit that at one point in time, like I used to be for... It's a woman's body and all that stuff, right? I'm talking about, like, when I was, like, first made aware of this stuff. Like, probably 17, 18. Like, I never really felt, like... I I was kind of one of those dudes that'd be like, it's not a man's right, all this shit, right? But then over time, like, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've kind of weighed back and forth openly and admittedly. Like, I used to be, like, for a period of time, but, like, I don't know, like... This is wrong. And then at times I'll be like, I understand like this is a realistic option for why people, you know, go this route. Not even whether you agree with the action or not. Sometimes the intention isn't always the most evil, even though technically what you're doing is evil. And that's a weird complex thing, right? It's not just as simple as abortion is murder. Even though by technicality, it kind of is, but it's not that devious intention. But there's still maybe a, there's still, uh, the way you get pregnant, look, it doesn't just happen. And I, I will say, I hate when people bring up, but what if this person was raped and all this shit? It's like, that is literally less than I... It's got to be less than like half a percent, half of one percent of the reasons why people and women get abortions is because of it was it was a quote unquote a rape baby. That's just not the norm. And like anything, there should always be exceptions to the cases. And even now, and I'll just say it. I am not for abortion, but I will say I don't necessarily look at someone less than for who do get it. Um, I understand per se, but I'm not for it. And like anything in life, you can understand something, but not be for it. Like it's really financially really difficult to raise a child. And for people in the kind of flip-flop back and forth, I know it sounds like I'm still kind of on the fence, and I'm not. But I, I try to understand through multiple angles. Because honestly, the more poor you are, and abortion Planned Parenthood is typically, you notice how they're always in poor communities. And there's theories out there, you know, if you want to bring race and there's theories out there that they're typically in poor black communities to kind of keep black children from, you know, having less and less black children in the world and the way it's infiltrated and all that shit. Like, you can look that shit up. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's substance to it. I can't necessarily 100% confirm or deny, but there's a lot of damning evidence that shows that there's a lot of truth to that. Um... So when it comes to that, typically abortions are in very abortion clinics are in very poor communities because that's typically the target audience. If we're gonna be honest about it, poor communities, poor people are typically who the target of abortions are. Because what's the number one pe- reason why people get abortions? Because they typically say, "I can't afford it." So I typically young woman. Who are 17, 18, they don't have anything in place to really provide for a child, even if you do have a family structure. It, it really is a reason. It's a legitimate reason. It's the number one reason why people get abortion. 
And then number two is, I don't know if I'm ready. Well, if you're not ready, you shouldn't have had the dick inside of you. But that's also on the guy for putting his dick inside of you when he ain't shit. So it's on the both of you. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why I've evolved about why I'm not for abortion overall um, is that it always seems like the guy, for one, is kind of taken out of the equation. Like, well, it doesn't matter what you want. I think it's my body. It's like, it's also technically mine because I was once in you. Um, I've been in you a lot. And there's a responsibility on both people. And I think that's where it gets taken out. It's just like, I put it like this, right? And this is where well, people want to get in the double standards of men and women. That's fine. Like, there's double standards for reasons. And it's okay. It's just thing we accept. And that's normal. But, as long as we get knowledge that the double standard exists, I'm okay with the double standard. It's okay. It's okay if a woman unanimously just says, I don't want this child. I don't give a fuck about what my partner wants or thinks and all that shit. We're not, I'm not having this. And that's one thing. And I, you know what? Fine. There's just a thing where we kind of accept it. Well, we can't do it. As guys, you can, there's only so much you can do. You can't force someone to have a baby they don't want. Now, at least it's not legally, I guess you could really do. Um, now, let's just say on a simpler level, a guy were to not factor his partner's thoughts on where they live, just as simple as like, hey, we're going to live here. It's like, well, no, I don't want to live there. It's like, I don't care. It's my money my money I earned and all this shit yeah but we're we're a team it's like well technically we were a team when you wanted that abortion and I didn't want that and I think that's where this shit kind of gets a little maybe that's not the best example but I think you understand what I'm trying to say is that the thing that is the number one monetary value for us in a society based off, you could say, you could say standards, you could say stereotypes, you could say just our ingrained biological value, what we bring for minutes to provide and provide equals monetary value. And today monetary is fucking money and it matters. And the number one way one could get that money is have his baby. <laughs> Obviously I'm kind of kidding, but not really. Um, <laughs> And I know people say, well, we're more, a woman is more than just having babies. Like, of course they are. And a man is more than just having money. But at the end of the day, when do we say men ain't shit? When they can't do shit? Well, technically, if a woman can't have a baby, she's infertile. What if we were just say she ain't shit? Technically, the equal value of the double standard spectrum it would technically be fair. It's an even trade of what makes each gender or sex ain't shit. If you can't do the one thing that you are biologically ingrained or should have the skill set to be able to do by a certain point in your life or in that time frame, then technically by societal standards, you ain't shit. Now... It's like if you have money, but you choose not to take advantage of it to maximize the potential for your family to earn and to be able to flourish with money, you're doing your family a disservice. You're doing people that you care about a disservice. Now, a woman is more than just having kids, of course. If you can't even be, if you can't have kids, and let's say you're infertile, let's say you just don't want kids, you're making an active choice to not bring life into this world. That's a choice that everyone has a right to make. But technically, someone, if they wanted to be like, they could look and be like, you're technically less valuable to society and a disservice because you're in a position to financially and everything. 
to bring a life into this world and better the world because you are a decent person. But you just don't want kid for selfish reasons. Technically. Because if a guy's selfish with his money, when he has an obligation to provide and better his environment or better his community or better his immediate family, he's doing a disservice to not take advantage of that. And if you want to do on the flip side, even if you are, even though I'm not for even if you are a technical single mother, but if you could financially provide, you'd be a good mother and all that shit. All that shit. Like, it's not a serious thing. Technically, you're doing a disservice by not bringing a child into this world, right? I don't know how I got down this road. But, I guess the bigger point I'm trying to make is... Is that one, this doesn't mean that technically the option still is on the table for people. Oh, I I know why I went down this road. I guess because I've... The more, even before this stuff happened, I would say for the past eight or nine months, ironically, eight or nine months, because that's that's how long it takes to conceive and to receive in the doctor's hands. Um, (laughs) I think when, when you have a thought that you've gone back and forth in your head for years and years, but then you finally, for extended period of time, you've had a consistent thought on an idea or a whether it's a policy or just a thing that you finally have kind of a firm decision and that's stuck in your head, like, hey, I think this is what I think about this. And I've thought about it for a long time. And I think for the past eight or nine months, I've been more on the side that I'm not for abortion. There, I said it. Um, it doesn't mean if you've got one or you get one, I'm going to shit on you and all that. I'm not going to, oh, you, you're a demon. God, because I'm not religious. But I also still understand that I, I could kind of understand why people have to do it. But at the same time, you know, having babies doesn't just happen. There's a process, and people involved need to take responsibility for that. And I do think it's kind of becoming, I do think the thing that abortion incentivizes for a lot of people is that it incentivizes that your poor decision making doesn't have legitimate consequences. It's the one thing where you just get this get out of jail free card. Essentially. Now, uh, again, the part I do is that there's still a post-hardship that a person, if they genuinely think they're doing it for the right reasons, but it's still hard, like, they're going to have to deal with the mental struggle of always having to have that with you the rest of your life. Like, but there, it's like, hey, you know, this stuff, it doesn't just happen. You know, there's a process in decision-making that comes to having sex, unprotected sex, more times than not. Um, and I think it, 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 could kind of, it, it has kind of been the situation, the incentive of abortion has kind of been abused for people who just don't actually want to they want a lot of freedom, but don't want the freedom of consequence that comes with your freedom. If you want freedom, with freedom comes the consequences with your own decision making. And I think that's kind of where we've kind of gone to society with abortion. And I think maybe this will at least make people think twice like, hey, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get this shit. If you're willing to go through leaps and bounds to get it, by all means. But, you know, I just think that maybe it's kind of... And I I know no one wants to hear a guy, especially a white guy, in today's world have an opinion about this stuff. But last time I checked, it takes a guy and a girl to make a baby. So I, I think all opinions matter on this, not just a woman's. 
a guy should a guy who is involved should just have just as much say on whether to follow through with that or not. It shouldn't just be this autonomous this, that, and the other. Like, if it directly affects my life and I'm a reason why this is happening, then yes, I should not only have a say, I should like I, I think maybe there should be some legal involvement. We have legal involvement for everything. How come abortion isn't the only thing? How come it's like one of the few things that there aren't legal involvements of the people involved of what to do? I think that's a weird thing. Like there's legal involvements for when you bring a child. There's legal involvement when you get married and all that stuff. And there should be. Because the kid at the end of the day should be protected. Well, I guess uh, once you're out of the womb, you're protected. You think being inside the womb, you're protected from the world, from the world. The world will scare you. It's like, no worries. You'll never see the light of day. Um, oh, Jesus, that was fucked up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey, you know what? Chances are most people, most kids have probably, most kids you see, the parents thought about it. Like, yeah. should I? <laughs> should I have? I don't know. You know, they say kids are the greatest gift of life. I don't know, then why do all we see parents like beating the shit and mad at their kids? They're the greatest joy of life. It's like, really? Because anytime you're in line at any restaurant on like a Saturday at 10 a.m., all you're doing is telling your kids to shut up and, hey, get off that. Hey, don't, don't do that. Don't dig your hand in your booty hole in public. It's like, eh, the joy of life. Uh, <laughs> but no, honestly, seriously. Um, my thoughts on this have changed over time. I'm look. I'm 26 years old. Maybe by 30, I'll be. I have a complete, more advanced nuance. This is just like my, over time of observing of what this has become. It, it's it's become ironically bigger than life, and it's weird how this has become like the number one thing in America. Like it's the number one fucking problem in the world. Like, only in America, one, it, is abortion probably, like, an actual thing that you could go to clinics for, other than probably, like, Canada, maybe, or some shit. But, like, in third world countries, like, abortion, that's not even an option. <laughs> it's like, they're they're having kids living in huts. Eight or nine kids living in shacks. Because that's just what you do. Like, you got nothing else to do, I guess. Um, only in America... You know, realistically, could you have all the potential best resources to raise children? And yet, we want laws in place to not take advantage of those resources. And I guess if if you can't afford children, don't have sex. Don't fuck. And I know that's unrealistic, but... You know, maybe get better shit to do. <laughs> you know, it's a responsibility aspect, and I don't. Th- and I, I don't think you gotta have a lot of money to be a good parent. But if that's like a big worry for you, you know, um, I, I just don't have a lot of. I just don't feel. I, I I've just. I, I guess because you hear people who are so for it. And they want to ignore the self-accountability aspect of it. And that, that's the part where it gets really annoying listening to shit. I think that's the biggest turnoff. Because like I said, I understand. I'm more understanding than a lot of people who are necessarily against this. And I'm not like this so far out there. Like, I'm so against it. I don't care what you have to say. It's mer- all this shit. But, dude, I've gone about 20 minutes talking about this shit. Ooh. Uh... But one thing I I have tried to try to at least like bring it's like do you understand what it took for this to happen, right? It's not the world's fault that you got pregnant. It's not the world's fault that you're in this situation. This isn't a patriarchy thing. It isn't this isn't that. This is an individual decision. This is an individual lineage a decision you made that comes with freedom 
And part of freedom comes with this. Is that when you make the you have to you have to deal with it. You have to deal with the responsibility that comes with it. And we just I think we want to live in a society where we want to be able to do whatever with no or very little responsibility attached to it. I think that's where this has kind of it's kind of become a bigger scar on society. Not the general I hate when people say, Oh, it's just society. But if you want to really get into what it really is, it's and you see with a lot of things, no one wants to take accountability for their bad decision making. It's like I look like I use the not having my car for ten days as an example, right? I honestly believe that there's a lot of people in my life, well, not my life person, but you know, like observing things. A lot of people that I've been in proximity to, people I've worked with, uh, somewhat close friends, blah, blah, blah. Where if they didn't have their car for 10 days, they would be bitching and moaning, going on this. Life's not fair. Jesus, I need this. Oh my God, like what would I do? Life is so hard and all this shit. And then there's people like me It's like, eh, you know what? Hey, what are you going to do? I still got to get to work. Because you know what? Even if whatever money I make over the next couple weeks isn't going to drastically change my life. You know what will? If I don't keep that job. Because if I don't show up to work, I don't. I, I probably lose my job. So you find ways to make shit happen. And like, hey, do what you got to do. Take accountability for the fact that like, hey, you know what? I should have probably tuned up my vehicle a few times. Should have probably, you know... You know, got got ahead of some things. But hey, you know what? Shit happens. And if Pete doesn't... Hey, you know what? Stuff happens, you know? Babies just happen. It's like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, stuff happens, you know? In the moment, all that shit. But if you get drunk driving one night and you kill someone in a car crash, you can't just say shit happens. There's consequences that come with that. You're probably going to go to jail for the next 15, 20 years. Like, you killed someone. Well, I wasn't even trying to make the killing part as a cross-reference. But, uh, I'm trying to be serious about this serious topic. And somehow, Clint keeps on negating himself. And this will probably lose a lot of fans. Um, but look, I, I don't want this to be the talk abortion pod. Um, so, I'll just round up the abortion talk with this and abort this mission. And to me, this whole thing, the the way you hear that the biggest turnoff is is the way the pro supporters talk about it. It's not that the like I mentioned before, I understand it. By the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is that it takes away the accountability. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, what are we doing if we don't hold people accountable? I think that's where the shit kind of gets a little eh. Um, so, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that there. Okay. All right. And I'm gonna end it with this. I've seen a lot of this NFT shit, right? So across my podcast feed, uh, ever subscribe to a podcast that you've actually never listened to, but you're like, nah, I'll one day listen to it. So I do that with the Gary V audio podcast. This is a weird transition from abortion to Gary V. It's like, you just got to wake up and grind. Um, <laughs> The title of one of his episodes, I I admit, I didn't listen to because the title pissed me off. Because this NFT thing is getting fucking annoying as fuck. Things said... The title of it was essentially, I am going to tell you why NFTs aren't a scam. First of all, 
If you have to explain to me why something is not a scam, it's a scam. Let me just help everyone out there. If it's not a scam, people don't have to explain to you why it's not a scam. If you have to explain to me why something... It's it's like someone that tries to explain to you why something isn't the way it looks. It's like, I know, look, I know you see everything is down 98%. I, I I know you see I I know you saw me walking in getting buff fucked by your friend, but let me tell you, it's not what you think. Y- your eyes aren't seeing what the truth is. You know, my anal cavity, it was just, you know, so, so something just wasn't right. I I was just tr- I, I was just trying to get a fitting for this custom sized dildo I was ordering on Adam and Eve. <laughs> it's like Oh, oh well. When you put it like that, you know, um, you're right, honey. I'm sorry. You know, I, I was the one misunderstood. But this whole thing of, I gotta sit here, and listen to people convince me why I should buy a fucking monkey cartoon picture because it's trendy, because it has value, because other people view it as valuable. But everything in this shit. And when people have to constantly tell you that you don't understand something and that you're the one that doesn't get it and they always rely on the long game to justify for the lack of immediate returns on something and there's no sign of, there's no real lineage of hope, it's probably because it's just that. There's nothing there. NFTs, here's the thing that people, well, if it was a scam, how how would this person make $40 million on this? How would this person make money? It's like, that's how scams work. The few people that are selling you the bullshit make the fucking money. And you get a little bit, you get a little bit enough to keep you in. It's kind of like going to the casino. If you win early, you will spend all the money that you won early. Take it from personal experience of winning 900 bucks on a Wheel of Fortune thing. And then uh, blowing it all in the next couple hours. And I was like, wow, this is how they get them. I see, I see how people come gambling out because you win that one time. Oh my God, it's the fucking grace. You're like, I literally just pulled this lever. And I just made two and a half weeks of pay at the time where I was working. Actually, more like three weeks of pay. <laughs> Whew, those McDonald's checks were struggle checks. Um... Ooh. And I'm like, holy shit. And then guess what I did? Because this is what poor people do. I blew it. <laughs> I just kept playing. I kept playing different things. And I didn't. I didn't win. Didn't win at all. Um, <laughs> that's how they get you. Um, but yeah, that's how scams work. Someone is making money off of it. Otherwise, there's no point in the thing existing. Everything someone is going to make money off. NFTs are a scam. Crypto, eh. Technically, it's slightly better, but it's still a scam. All this shit is a fucking scam. Because at the end of the day, you know what's going to stand? Real fucking money. And I understand crypto is a conversion of money and certain banks accept it. Oh, really? So now you guys trust the banks? Like the banks have never done sketchy shit before? Oh, okay. It's funny how when people also want to trust the banks when it fits their agenda. Oh, okay. NFTs, I'm sorry. If you if you actually want to die on the hill, then be my fucking guest. But if you, just don't sit here and try to preach to the mass of the common people of why something is not a scam. Because you know what the number one sign of a scam is? Someone convince you why it's not a scam. And speaking of a scam of scamming the last hour of your life, that was episode 155 of the Often Be podcast with Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell on all apps. And, uh, well, I actually just got a text from my manager on my off day saying, hey, did you pick up a shift today? It's like, um, if I'm not there by now, I don't think I did. 
surprise, bitch. <laughs> um, uh, I guess I could rush for the hour. <laughs> oh, Jackie. Oh, Jackie. You can channel that later. Okay. But yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties. And it was nice to be back. And I just hit the hour mark, which means it's hit the road, Jack. And Apple Jacks. And I am getting Apple Jack. All right, guys. Have a great day. Sorry for the deadly abortion talk. But hey. Gotta row, row, row your boat waiting down the street. Okay, come on. All right, guys. Have a great day.